Welcome to another episode of Foxfire Farmhouse, the podcast. Hey, yo. Episode number three. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, it's been so long. It's been decades. I've missed everyone. But now we're back, and it's glad we're glad to be in your digital presence once again, uh, talking to you without you talking to us. Because if you were talking exactly. to us, it would just get boring. It's a one-way dialogue. Right, yeah. We don't want, we don't want people talking back no. to us. No, 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 no. Not at all. In fact, we've rescinded our request for hate mail. We got too much hate mail. We did. People hated oh, us. Oh, geez. Yeah, terribly. Oh, man. Terribly much. Uh, Actually, we were the only legitimate feedback I got was lighten up a bit. Really? That was that was that was literally what people said. So wow. So I'm gonna. <laughs> so I'm either g- gonna need to drink something beforehand that's not coffee, mm. or just do some jumping jacks like I just did. And we'll see if that works. I think we should just lean into it and drink more coffee. <laughs> We're just going to be yep. really jazzed yep. here with caffeine. Well, welcome to another episode. Uh, we're glad to have you back. Thanks for listening once again. Today's episode, we are going to tackle a topic that uh, that demands serious theologians. Serious. But since we are not, we'll have to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, in the absence of professional theologians, yes, we'll we have are the going most to do unprofessional theologians. We're going to do some armchair theology. There you go. Today, I like it. Armchair theology, and what we're going to be wrestling with is what to do with the second commandment and depictions of Jesus in the movies. Mm-hmm. That's what we are going to be talking about today, and we are going to solve the issue once and for all yep. for this podcast. I don't think Christians have ever answered this question. I don't think we've actually. Has anyone ever thought about this before? I don't think so. We're probably the first ones. Probably, definitely. And that's how you start doing theology, folks. You think that you're the only one who's ever thought about this thing before. You ignore anything anyone else has ever said. Yep. And then you come up with a conclusion and there make a Bible. You don't need a you don't need to open a Bible. You just Oh no. Yeah. No. And then you go start a cult. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the Foxfire Farmhouse cult coming there you go. soon to a uh, city near you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, let's start <laughs> with our things that are cool before we get into the uh meat of the episode. So, yeah. uh what's been cool to you? What what have you been finding really cool this week? I went and saw James Bond this week. Oh my, no way. I did. Oh man. Is it as good as I really want it to be? It is. Is it really? It's legitimately the best <sighs> I the best ending to a Bond like franchise. Fantastic. It is an ending spoiler alert. It's it's good. evident that it's an ending, but it was yeah. it was good. Daniel Craig was killing it. Oh man. And it was really good to be in a theater watching that movie. You have to see it in theater. Like just to go to a theater and watch like huge car scenes people jumping off of bridges and even dialogue on a large screen is just awesome oh man that's fantastic yeah yeah my sister is coming to town here fairly soon and she's gonna watch the kids so my wife and i can go watch it now uh she doesn't know that so justina if you're listening this is advanced notice that you are going to be watching our kids while my wife and i go watch james bond consider yourself voluntold yeah exactly Glad that your younger sister. We appreciate your help. Yep. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) This is this is just like her childhood. (laughs) Nothing new. You act surprised. (laughs) (laughs) She's not surprised. Anyway, we uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm really excited about that one. I think. uh, Did you? Okay, let's back up a little bit. Did you like Spectre? No. Did you like Skyfall? Yes. Did you like Quantum? No. Did you like Casino Royale? Yes. Oh, good. So it's like a book. There you end. go. Yeah. And, and is Sky is which one? Casino Royale is that the best, or is that where? where what's I your honestly, favorite? So I honestly I haven't seen Casino Royale in a long time, okay. uh, but 
I think Skyfall is like one of my favorites, even though it's James Bond Dark Knight. It's I really enjoyed it because yeah. it did a good job of doing the Dark Knight. I, with yeah, James I Bond. loved it. I thought it was great. I love a good villain. I love Roger Deakins. Yep. And so you get Roger Deakins combined with Bond. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's they just, didn't I don't think they had Roger Deakins awesome. in this one. No, they did not. But it still looked yeah. really good. I'm actually not sure who shot it. I think I, they had, I'm, I'm going to do some pulling it up right now as you continue you to up. talk about how amazing it was. Yeah, it was awesome. They did some things uh, that made me uh, get a little a little weary there in the beginning. Uh-oh. Because um, Bond is retired. Um, another person, this is in the news, another person took over as double O, and right. she is a woman. Right. And, uh, yeah. But it, that's a lot better than the original... Uh, take was that it was going to not that like a woman was going to be bond mm-hmm. not that like a woman was going to be a double seven yeah. which is i'm totally cool with yeah and that kind of a swap they handled it you really can't well. change and have like jamie bond or like no that's that's weird people don't don't do that, don't do that. yeah that'd just be really awkward so the dp on the movie was linus sangren and hmm. i have never heard of him before well, I think but they'll do some was, good things he did la la land and i love la la i love la la land too in fact I am going to call an audible, and that is going to be the cool thing because we watched go. it again. We uh, got the uh, we we actually bought a physical copy of the movie, which is something that we have not done in a long time, and we don't even have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> there you go. But it came with a digital copy, so we bought that, Hey-o. and we're trying to build our collection. And La La Land is number one in like our attempt to rebuild some kind of physical there hard copy collection in case the internet goes down. We are going to have movies to watch. And Perfect. La La Land is a spectacular movie. It is. Question. Yeah. Which ending do you prefer? Which ending? Which ending? There's two. There's, oh, there's the fake the endings ending. In the mo- yeah, yeah. And oh, then there's man. The, the what if and then the actual ending. Uh, well, so I would say that I I totally would go with the what if. Yeah, me too. But I, I think that that's the point of the movie is that. Okay, so spoiler alerts if anyone's going to watch it. It's not really the kind that the spoiler matters. No. But there's a love interest between Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and they are kind of like this, both dreamers, both artists, wanting to pursue their careers, but then they fall in love with one another, and there's this tension between their relationship and their various careers, and eventually they go about choosing to stick to their careers, stick to their dreams. And then they go their separate ways. And then the movie ends with them five years later coming back together. And there's one scene in the jazz club that Ryan Gosling has started. And he's kind of fulfilling his dream. She's an actress. She's fulfilling her dream. Mm-hmm. And they meet eyes. And he plays the song. And during the song, it's kind of like the walkthrough of what would have happened had we actually stuck with each other. No lie. Makes me cry every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get and a little teary-eyed. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, gosh dang it. <laughs> can't we just have a happy ending musical <laughs> like i was like yes we get musicals but i guess the west side story wasn't a happy ending so yeah, yeah. it is what it is so it was, it, it's great because it really is a character study and thinking through like what do you what do you choose do you choose you know your dream or do you choose love and serve you know and committing yourself to somebody and letting go of the dream for them and in the end, I think that what they portrayed great in the mm-hmm. alternative is that they actually would have had their dream and each other. Yep. It's not something you have to choose between the two. Yep. And I think that that kind of tension exists even as a married couple, that there are things both of us 
just as you grow and you, you change throughout life, you mm-hmm. begin, you know, you're not the same person you were when you were married, when you first got married and the dreams are different and the paths look yeah. different. And as the paths seem to not diverge, but you, you begin to see other things you wanted to do that now there's, there's no hope for them to work out exactly as you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the truth is, is that like, I wouldn't trade this version of the life for yep. any of the other like alternatives and so it's just, it, yeah, it's really interesting. Really fascinating. Great yeah. movie. Beautiful. It beautiful did its music. Job. Yeah. Wonderful. It made you think about it the next Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. he's he's really, I like it. Have you watched First Man? No, not yet. Okay. Really good. Mm-hmm. Similar, not 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 similar. Uh, you you can see the director's touch. Okay. Is, the, is similar throughout. It's not a similar, you know, like a just remake in space. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was good. That's cool. Good stuff. Yeah. So let's jump into it. Uh should Jesus be in movies? Ooh. You know I what like we should do you right now? That should should he? You know what we he already you know has been. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> which which <laughs> makes it to where we we have to. Yeah, we have to ask. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What you know what we should do right now is cut to the Hail Caesar scene. Exactly. How should Jesus be rendered in the motion picture? <laughs> and then <laughs> who is and who play is? That. <laughs> if if okay, I, I'm really tempted to just slam cut to it but if we don't here's the description of it mm-hmm. is that in hail caesar a movie by joel and ethan cohen the uh they're making a movie called hail caesar mm-hmm. in the movie that is a ben-hur-esque depiction of jesus yep and so in order to kind of do a focus group and make sure that no one's offended by the depictions of jesus in the film they call in a rabbi an orthodox priest an a catholic priest and an, ev- an evangelical protestant yeah and so these four guys are in there. They've all read the script. And uh, the fixer, played by Josh Brolin, is trying to get their take on it. How do, what do they think? And mm-hmm. it's just a hilarious scene. You just a, have to watch it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so good. So yeah. good. We can't repeat it yeah. in, in a way that would It's really, really accurate to what they would say, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. No joke. Yeah, I found myself identifying with the Catholic priest the most, though. Because yeah. the, evan- the evangelical Protestant said that uh, Jesus was part God. And yeah, so it's like, I, ah, that's Trinitarian heresy. Jeez, uh, get no out of here. I'm going to yeah. stick with the Catholics. Yeah. So. You didn't want to stick with the Eastern Orthodox? Uh, no, I forget. I forget why not, but yeah. Stay he was, he was the one who was saying, he is who he is. And like, <laughs> yes. he's yeah. speaking mis- mystic right. riddles. He's, he's also the one who's like. It's huh. a caricature of, yeah. of Eastern Orthodox. I, th- I thought the I thought the chariot scene was a bit fakey. <laughs> <laughs> Jump from one chariot to the other. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So check out Hail Caesar. This yep. is our wholehearted recommendation of that movie. And for plenty of other reasons. Yep. Anyway, on to Jesus in the movies. Yes. He was portrayed in that movie, only his feet, He's basically. on the list. Yeah. 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 So uh, I don't know. What do you, so what do you think? Let me, let's first. Let's I, break into I actually some... have my Bible here so that we oh. don't turn into a cult. And I'm going to read from the good old-fashioned King James Version Exodus chapter 20, verse number uh, 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thou shalt have no other gods before me. There's commandment number one. Commandment number two. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So there is the second commandment. So 
if we put Jesus on screen, mm-hmm. are we creating a graven image that we worship? Well, if you worship it, yes. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think we should say from the from the outset that if you took a picture of uh, any of the actors who portray Jesus, or any actor in general, or any actor in general, yeah, and put them up and start worshiping mm-hmm. them, you are worshiping a false god. Yep. And if you and it says it even talks about worshiping images of anything. So mm-hmm. if you give, begin worshiping a tree, worshiping. or you worship yeah. a 3D printed model of Wally, then Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw one the other day. I was like, that's really cool. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> there was a little shrine and candles burning to it. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of Baby Yodas 3D printed. I was like, this lady has has an interesting love of Baby nice. Yoda. Yeah, yeah. So there's but. so there's that kind of thing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Def- definitely, we would say, if you are worshiping the image of Jesus that you find in a film, then that is wrong. Yep. Uh, so that would also include, I think, if you're praying and mm-hmm. you're using that as a prayer help, right? Mm-hmm. So you, You're picturing this Jesus. Yeah, I, where I'm using that as a help. It's one thing if that, yeah, that, that's, not how, that's not how we're supposed to picture Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is supposed to be pictured as he is pictured in the Gospels. In, or not in the Gospels only, but in the Gospel message generally. Yes. So someone has once said, uh, I forget where I first heard this, but I think they were quoting someone else, but that the ear is the organ of Christianity, that it's not the eye. Like it's not that we go, because the eye is an active uh, organ in the sense that we are trying to actively seek something. We are trying to go find something. I have to move my body to go to that spot, uh, and then I can close my eyes. If I'm reading my Bible, even if I'm reading a text, mm-hmm. I can my eye can wander. But if I'm hearing something, mm-hmm. I can't close my ears. I can be hard of hearing in the sense that I don't listen or pay attention. Yeah. But that message assaults my ears whether I want it to or not. You know. Yeah. And so, and, and that like we are a word centered faith, and therefore mm-hmm. the word it, most most importantly is spoken. So. Anyway, it was an interesting yeah. interesting concept that I thought really made a lot of sense. Interesting. Yeah. I would uh I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that, that that is a signature. But yeah, I would I would say that it's definitely Yeah, and even the idea that we primaries. walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. Right? Like that, that there yeah. is something that we are believing that is not necessarily seen. Mm-hmm. A- and faith coming to fruition is going to be seen. Right. Yes. So it's not that the eye doesn't have yeah. A part. It's it just has a the, part to play later. Yeah, it's just that the eye is really kind of uh, submitted to mm-hmm. the ear, and which actually I and this saying moment, it that yeah. Way, yeah, and saying it that way, I would say that that's kind of what's going on with movies mm-hmm. and the way we see them, the, the way we see Jesus in the movies. Yep, is that we can see him, mm-hmm. and there's there's legitimate, and we'll get to talking about legitimate ideas about Jesus in film. Yeah, but what's that uh, Jesus saying? Yeah, yeah right, right. Well, that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, almost more importantly, then is is are we letting that determine what we think about Jesus? Is the movie then the thing guiding and directing our entire vision of what Jesus is, or are we submitting those takes on Jesus to the take found in the scriptures? Yeah, is the scripture ultimately determining for us who Jesus is and what he came to do? Yep. Yeah, that's definitely. There's definitely some some big old warnings before you traipse yeah. into the the land of watching movies that have Christ in them, right. um, especially even 
the ones to be most, I think, the most weary of, especially when you, and just this goes in general for Christians watching Christian movies, anything with a Christian label on it, is sometimes those are the things to be most weary of because you're more apt to let them in. You're more yeah. apt to let, let them dictate how you see Jesus, how you picture Jesus, um, and how you, even influencing how you read scripture. Um, like, uh, uh, like uh, even even good examples like watching The Chosen, like uh, that's one thing that we're going to talk about later. But just understanding that there's a lot of scripture in a lot of these movies that we're going to discuss. There's a lot of verbal scripture, but um, recognizing, like we've said in the past, that Jesus is a real person and mm-hmm. he walked the earth and he had a personality. He had all these things about him, and that these things at at best are parables or uh, apocryphal. Right. Yeah. Kind of uh, content. Right. They're 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 obviously going to be renditions of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Which so this is something that I was thinking of too in preparing for this is that if if these uh, how is a portrayal of Jesus in the movies different than a portrayal of Jesus done by a pastor, right? So I so I have preached before. Mm-hmm. I'm going to preach this Sunday and I'm going to preach the story of Gideon mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell the story of Gideon mm-hmm. and I am going to embellish it. And go beyond what the scriptures say to convey the story in the sermon. Yeah. And I would do that with, like, if we're describing Jesus walking on the water, I'm going to take the cues from the story mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to tell the story in a way that it sounds fresh and new to people yeah. so that they can hear the story for the first time. For instance, mm-hmm. this is what pastors do with, like, uh, the story of the Good Samaritan, yeah. where it just doesn't register because we it's in a different culture yeah. It doesn't register like it does for us. So mm-hmm. you have to either tell the story and start by building that tension mm-hmm. in such a way that then when they see the Levite or the priest walk by yeah. on the other side, they that the, that the people listening, the audience, understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have them understanding what's going on, then you've lost the tension, you've lost the story. And the whole impact of what the Bible was actually saying through that story, what Jesus was trying to convey through that parable, is totally lost. Yeah. And so uh, how then would... Do you think that there's any difference between like a movie doing that and a pastor doing that in a sermon? Uh, well, there's the the difference of medium for sure. It's a different yeah, it's d- a different definitely. occasion. Yeah, uh, that your audience is different, mm-hmm. um, and I think that your your go- I I think that there's a good a good amount different in terms of of the kind of uh, material that that you're dealing mm-hmm. with. But as far as like. Uh, because I actually I, I drew that example when I was talking to my wife about this <laughs> earlier yeah. today, okay. um, was that it, it's 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 like it's like a sermon, but it's it's not at the same time because what you're trying to convey is is the heart, the heart of of, of what the scripture is trying to convey, mm-hmm. and the and the movie is like that, but you're trying to like you're saying you're trying to get that fresh fresh new look at it right. at, at its best. Um, so they're similar um, in that, yeah, yeah there, there's some embellishment allowed yeah. uh, in the telling as long as it remains in the heart and the vein right. of, of what they're saying. And that saying. actually brings me – so I, I am reading this book called uh, Ideas Have Consequences by Richard Weaver. Mm-hmm. And this morning I read this passage that he's talking about art and how art has become denigrated to the to the point that it uh, – it is not trying to get at something else. It, it assumes a materialistic universe 
in which there is nothing beyond it. So that, uh, so that when an artist is drawing, for instance, the, in the day, back in the day, they were trying to convey a story or something with their image. And this isn't, this isn't to paint a broad brush on what's going on right now mm-hmm. to say that everything is this way. Yeah. But that on the whole, the artistic movements of uh, the modern era have moved in a direction that when the camera was introduced, now we can capture things as they really are. Yeah. Pixel for pixel or film stock for film stock. Yeah. This is capturing light as it exists in a moment. Yeah. And therefore, we are now able to capture reality. There's no, there's no need to, to mm-hmm. capture reality as it is. Because, and so then we either move towards impressionistic painting mm-hmm. now or your painting is the ultra-realistic Right, mm-hmm. like th- that you're trying to achieve photorealism, yeah. whereas that was just never an aim of the past. Yeah, or he even points out how landscapes weren't really a thing until I forget what century he talked mm-hmm. about, but that uh, before it was always people that were at the center. There was a yeah. story being told. There was drama. Mm-hmm. That was what was going on. And yeah. then your embellishments of the individual said something, mm-hmm. right? So even if we to take it into our thing about Jesus, you look at the icon carving or yeah. early f- church uh, art depicting mm-hmm. Jesus or Mary or uh, Jesus as a baby with Mary, yeah. that there are features. You don't look at those and say, you don't bring the critique against them and say, well, that's not realistic to who Jesus, what Jesus actually yeah. looked like. His nose probably didn't look like that, or we yeah. don't know what his nose looked yeah. like, and so we shouldn't render it. It's like, well, no, they're trying to say something about Jesus in the way that they image it. So yeah. he's got big eyes. Well, he didn't have that big of eyes. No, but we're saying that he can, he saw more than the normal man or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. that yeah. There's an artistic expression that is trying to communicate an idea about Jesus. And, and what it's saying then is that there's more to the painting than just the painting. Yep. Whereas realism says, it's just this. Look yeah. at how beautiful my coffee cup, you know, I'm holding up a coffee cup, but yeah. you know, these people can't hear the coffee. Yeah. There's a coffee cup here. I'm going to, so that made no noise. Anyway, there we go. There's the coffee cup and a slurp. So, so that, uh, so that if we're, so, so in other words, mm-hmm. there are those kinds of questions yeah. that, okay, this isn't portraying Jesus to real life. Yeah. But I really think in some ways that if we tried to portray exactly what Jesus looked like and exactly what Jesus yeah. said, and we did it in Aramaic yeah. and we had subtitles and we, you know, that, that, that would, that, that number one, that wouldn't guarantee that we wouldn't worship that image of Jesus. Yeah. Right? Like, and it wouldn't guarantee, because it's still an image of him. It's not yeah. actually him. Yeah. Even if it was a perfect image of him mm-hmm. in the sense that it was the photographic image. Uh, and in a, so the, in a sense, if you, the more accurate you attempt to be to his history mm-hmm. and some kind of objective, like, you know, here's exactly what it was yeah. like, then the less you're... You're, if your aim's not at the ideal of who Jesus was, yeah. then you're going to actually miss the heart, like you're saying, yeah. of, of, of who Jesus actually yeah. was. Yeah, it's because uh, we're just such children of the Enlightenment in America in terms of, like, we want to strip everything back, and we just want that, like, that bare bones, give me the straight facts. Right. I don't, I like, even, even for those of us who really love symbolism and we love these things, we can't appreciate it in the way that people have in the past because of just the way that we've been brought up right? and yeah. the culture that we live in and that we swim in every day. Like, like you're saying, like when you, when you look at, at an image of Christ in the Eastern Orthodox church, or you look at pieces done in centuries past, uh, they're not even like, they're not even like really, like if you look at them like an- anatomically, mm-hmm. they're horribly done. 
Yeah, they're not but trying. They're not trying. <laughs> no, exactly. They're what they're trying to like why Jesus is so lengthy and however he looks and gaunt is to is to evoke a feeling. Is to mm-hmm. evoke uh something about Christ that you can feel and that you can understand and bring bring with you. Right. So and that and that's what what film I yeah. think the lens that you need to look through look at film through. Obviously, never drop your Bible. Re- always be yeah, exactly. checking what what's going on there with scripture and and seeing if it's accurate. Yeah. But at the end of the day with that kind of apocryphal kind of thing, uh you you can you you can take it and look at the heart of it. And and that's what really what we're going to be discussing is is the worst the worst representations <laughs> do not get the heart of Christ yeah. even if they're the most accurate to scripture right. representations. Yeah. They could be they're just bland. Yeah. And that's I think that's the balance. There was a film critic that I read that he uh he's a Catholic film critic and he mm-hmm. said this something along the lines of like there's uh two balances you're trying to strike when you're creating an image of Jesus. Mm-hmm. One of them is you want the you you want the image to be true to the reality of who Jesus was mm-hmm. for those people who are seeing Jesus for the first time mm-hmm. because there are some people who are watching the movie and they've not been in church they weren't in Sunday school they didn't see the original images of Jesus on yeah. the flannel graph right yeah. like, <laughs> like so they haven't they haven't they don't have any exposure to him and so this is going to kind of shape their image of Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, therefore if that if that's going to shape their image of Jesus you want it to be true to the story yeah. But the more true to the story you are, the less uh, dramatically interesting you are or the less ideals you can start mm-hmm. to convey. It becomes really a historic, uh, like, docu, like a found yeah. footage type but you know, documentary as like, opposed to a, a movie. Yeah. I would, I would even say, like, but I would say that that means that, like, if you're making it, like, that, like, rigid, that you're not, you're not actually, like, understanding the history or the facts surrounding it. Like, those facts should excite you. I don't want a film made by somebody who's not excited by what those facts give yeah. you, like what the ammunition that understanding the culture that it's, it's not just there so that you can watch somebody squish grapes into like to, to realize, Oh yeah, this is something that they did back then. It's not just there for that. It should be advancing the story and helping you understand things about Christ, things about right. the apostles yeah. in that, that time. Otherwise it doesn't really matter. And it belongs in a history class. Yeah, right. So exactly. everything needs it's to serve have a story. Dr- yeah, it's got to have a dramatic purpose. Yeah. Yep. And and the less dramatic purpose it has, the more it becomes just needless information. Yeah. It's kind and of becomes flaunty, what, like how much I know about the time of Israel. Yeah, right. And I, I haven't, like, so I was trying to rack my brain with some of the movies of Jesus I've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some cartoon renditions. I've seen a few things here and there. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, that always is what feels the worst to me is when there were just a one-to-one we're trying to communicate the ideas. It wasn't dramatically interesting, and it was only interesting because I already brought some level of interest to it as a Christian. Yeah. And uh, and consequently, it didn't do much in, in terms of challenging me or making me think about the Bible or go to the Bible either. It was yeah. like, oh, that was cool. And then I moved on. That's pretty accurate. And so if it's <laughs> something, though, that is not accurate, those are the things. Actually, the things that challenge my understanding of the Bible. I'm like, that's not how it was. Or then I begin looking and I'm like, oh, wait a second. That actually yeah. is more true to what the Bible yeah. says than what I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stuff has been the most challenging. But it's always driven me back to the to the scriptures again. Mm-hmm. So you have to have you have to have that element. And I think that if anything, the one of the best I, I don't know that I think that there is a 
definite prohibition against the images of Jesus definitely in the movies. Mm-hmm. I, I do think there's definitely a prescription against uh, worshiping those images. Mm-hmm. And so if you are someone who is new to the faith or has not been exposed to the scriptures and mm-hmm. your first image of Jesus comes from a movie and that's all you know about him, you really need then, to dig into scripture. Yeah, you have to. But if you're not a Christian and there's not that, uh, that kind of bedrock, then it would be easy that you would begin to start worshiping that kind of an image. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so I think that as a filmmaker, that would be something I'd want to be sensitive to. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you know, have like a Bible knowledge test at the beginning of the film. Like, here's your Bible knowledge test. Yeah. You can only watch this if you, you know, like that. So, so I, yeah. I, I don't know how, but that would be a, fil- a question for the filmmakers to think through. Mm-hmm. How do we s- try to mm-hmm. help people? drive people back to the Bible, even people who aren't familiar with the Bible yeah. and who have never touched it. What what would it look like to try to help that happen? Yeah. And so at some point I could see that culturally that if uh, you know there's widespread revival in some ways mm-hmm. that a movie about Jesus could be very unhelpful unhelpful because it's educating everyone about who Jesus was yeah. in a way that is going to be really hard to yeah. actually bring them back and say, okay, scripture says this. And mm-hmm. this is going to be the this is the authority, mm-hmm. not the image that we yeah. saw on you know this yep. show. So yep. anyway, that would be I think maybe the place I'd it would just that'd be a filmmaker question of whether or not to make this at all in the first place. Yep. But I don't. Yeah, watching them is a very different thing. Mm-hmm. So what's what's uh, your favorite? Do you have a favorite portrayal of Jesus in the movies? Currently, it's the Chosen. It's honestly my favorite portrayal so far, mm-hmm. just because it's the freshest. Yeah, that's, and I love. Because it's 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 fresh in the way that it's the newest, but it's fresh mm-hmm. in the way that it depicts Christ as being human. Like yeah, right. Like that's that's a part of of Christ is that he's a man and he lived thirty some odd years on Earth among people, and he was nothing to look at, but he he was somebody that people were willing to follow. Right. Even for this, even aside from the sake of if they believed or not. He was still followed by many people. Yeah. So one, I so I just started watching that to prepare for this episode, but I I have really enjoyed it, and I think what struck me the most about it is that so there are portrayals of Jesus. There are things about it that are you know okay was that right or not? I'm a little more cautious thinking about the portrayal of Jesus, but the portrayals of the reactions to Jesus. Yep. I have reacted to Jesus myself in many of the same ways that mm-hmm. I'm seeing people react to him in the film. And I've seen others react to him in that same way. And I think that is what is the most edifying to me mm-hmm. from the show is just to see dramatized the type of conflict that Jesus sparks in yeah. an individual and that, that type of tension between pursuing him and him not being what you thought. And then mm-hmm. you go and you learn something new about him and wait a second, this isn't the Jesus I yeah. thought I was following. Mm-hmm. And then things are difficult and things mm-hmm. are hard. And then you come around to love it. And then, you know, just that kind yeah. of, that kind of tension watching people respond to him. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know. There are some things about the portrayal of Jesus that we just can't know what's yeah. right or not. And we can quibble over where it is or isn't good, mm-hmm. but the portrayals of people responding to him, those I can, I yeah. can register that those are authentic. You know, yeah. these are these are how people respond. Yep. Now, whether or not you know Peter and John and James and yeah. Andrew all responded in the same way, you yeah, know, some of that would be left to. It's definitely uh, there's a lot of interpretation going on. Yeah. Uh, I there think, must be anytime you incarnate the story like that, it's going to be. I think what's cool is, like I said, he 
there's a lot of a lot of push from him as a filmmaker to make sure that he's making it accurate to the culture of the time and and knowing that helps you know who the apostles are and where they came from and what kind of people that they were by trade and how 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 that would have impacted them and understanding the trade of christ and how what that looked like like as being a a craftsman of as being a uh what's the word uh can't think of the word what was he a stonemason no he wasn't a stonemason he was a christ oh yeah he was a he was a carpenter a carpenter yeah, yeah that's the word mm-hmm. yeah as a carpenter like uh so In the show he says he's a craftsman they ask yeah. if he's a carpenter and he's like he's a craftsman he, he, yeah he's like i'm a craftsman i make yeah. all sorts of things yeah but like the yeah i don't know what i, 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 I love i i absolutely loved it i i love i love what the filmmakers do in that because they they do a really good job. Yeah, it's really well done. Where in other movies that I've seen of Jesus, or and, and I don't even have exactly specific examples, but the way that the story of Christ is typically told is that here's this event, here's this event, here's this event, here's these things that mm-hmm. happened, and it's just kind of a succession of the. It's like, it's like a demo reel of Jesus' mm-hmm. highlights. Like, you know, <laughs> yep. not to be too sacrilegious, but it's the playback. You know, let's yeah. check out our uh, star quarterback's best plays yep. from the last, you know, here. That's, that's the how greatest it feels. hits track. Right, exactly. And yeah. it feels like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and some you of them don't are get very the, long. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. And you don't get, but what do, doesn't happen is you don't get the tension of the story. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, I just, the one I've just finished is Cana of Galilee, where Jesus turns the water to wine. Mm-hmm. And you know he's going to turn the water to wine. Mm-hmm. I've heard this story a billion times. Yep. I know what's coming. The moment that they say there's something going on in Cana, I know what it is. I know what's going to happen. I mm-hmm. know that Mary is going to push Jesus to do this. I know mm-hmm. a lot of the details of the story. Uh, and so you would think that, okay, I know how this episode ends. Mm-hmm. But then they are able to dramatically build the tension such that you are like on the edge of your seat wondering like, what's going to do it. How's <laughs> and it's not that I, like, I know he's going to do it. Yeah. It's just that there are real life stakes mm-hmm. and you begin to see that, okay, this isn't just a magic trick mm-hmm. or, you, you know, he's not just arbitrarily showing off. Yeah. He's actually helping people and solving problems mm-hmm. and doing so in a way that really initiates his ministry. And then they, they, they put so many little artistic flares in there. Yeah. A discussion with a stonemason. Mm-hmm. I forget. Is that Thaddeus? Yeah, it's Thaddeus. So the yeah. discussion with Thaddeus mm-hmm. and Mary Magdalene about him and the difference between stone and blacksmithing. Yeah. And while well, he has the, the item or the, the jars of stone or that he's, yeah, that he's changing. And, yeah. and there he's, so there's kind of, you, you have this voiceover mm-hmm. where you hear, uh, Thaddeus describing to Mary Magdalene, that listen, the thing about stone masonry is once you start that cut, you're it's all, it's done. Like you have determined the shape and the course of that stone, and it cannot be undone. With blacksmith, you can melt the iron back down and reshape it into something else, but with a stone, when you cut it, that's it. And Jesus is standing there over the water, mm-hmm. and he knows that this is the public launch of his ministry. And if he does this, he is cutting the stone. He mm-hmm. is he, there is no going back from the publicity of what this is going to yep. create and it's going to lead to his death. And, and so that, that t- just little artistic bits like that, that just make the thing sparkle. Yeah. And so it's, it's such a good show on its yeah. own, right. In, in terms of uh, drama. And it really, I think, I think gets at the heart of Christ, like you were saying, yeah. at the heart of the story. And just his interaction with, with his own mom, like 
just, oh, yeah. the, just the love and that care was, for his mom yeah, and just great. just that he like looked at her and it's it's just that look that just puzzles us about our own even our own mothers of just like the care and the love and the and the relationship that you have with them and you're just yeah. like wow and he's just like okay okay mom i got yeah, it yeah right and and he I went love, and did I, it and i don't know like how this actually worked but this mm-hmm. is exactly what she says in the scriptures yeah. in one sense but that she that his own mom is the one that like pushes him is like all right son come on get busy yeah that like just is so earthy yeah but the kind of earthy that makes perfect sense yeah that like how has god led all of us through our lives it's through moms you, yeah. you know like god has yeah. done this before mm-hmm. and he did this again in the person of jesus yeah. you know and again the exact drama of it you don't know but the idea is incredibly yeah. and he just sits there and he and he's he just says he's like he just prays to the lord and he's like i'm ready to begin father and just boom yeah. It's cool. Ministry, only a couple more episodes left in that first season. Yeah, and then apparently there are seven more se- or seven total seasons that oh they've got my planned gosh, out. I'm so so excited. we're going to go through a lot of it. And they only, I think it's only two that's out right now. Yeah, and two. so we've got. I think they're coming out with the third one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I what think the, two's where, what the all process, the way out. That's all. Yeah, done. I don't know what the process of production is right now for them, but that's yeah. uh, that's where things are. It's the biggest crowdfunded show in history. Yep. I think at the point history. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Take really that, good. Spike Lee. I would say, <laughs> I would say, definitely go watch it. It's free. You can watch it. I think mm-hmm. they've got an app that you can download and watch yeah. it on. You it's can on watch it on Angel. Angel. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's wonderful. So we've we are running low on time. So let's just snapshot through some boom, other boom, boom. Uh, pictures of Jesus that we like or don't like. So yeah. What do you get? What do you got? Name one, and then let's say like it or don't like it. Okay. Uh, ben Hur. Never let's watched it. That. Uh, I. What do you think? It's all about the impact. It has really very little, uh, very little flushing out of who Christ is. It's all okay. it's all the impact of Christ. On oh, okay. Her. Yeah, yeah. But you do you get that like ben, where you see his feet, and that's really all you see. And you see the back of him, and he hands a cup mm. of water, and Ben Hur's like, oh, like has that like hypnotic thing that dovetails into yeah. Hail Caesar. Yep, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, and into all of, like the greatest story ever told. And we should end the episode with. Uh, his speech at the cross. Yep. In hell season. <laughs> it's so we'll be, maybe we'll be back to that. If not, go to YouTube, check it out. Yeah. Uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I've heard a lot about it. Okay. That's a really, that's one people are really split on. Yep. So, and it's got some graphic elements. So yes. not, not highly advised. Not get recommended. Vid- go get VidAngel. Yes. Check it out. It has if some. If it's on VidAngel. I don't know. We should have done better Not good research. content. The Passion. Have you seen The Passion? I have seen The Passion. I have not seen The Passion. It is very, it's very good. Is and it passionate? It's very passionate. <laughs> Just one point on the on it, real quick. Uh-huh. So, the difference between the the Passion and Ben Hur kind of types, uh-huh. and the ones with like the Jesus who's like somber and going around, uh, is very mission minded, is that it works in the Passion, where it doesn't work in like the greatest story ever told, oh, okay. where he's somber and just crying all the time. The Passion is when he's like after it, and he's. He's quiet. He's weeping in the garden. It's the time to be about his father's mm. business, and okay. it portrays it very well. Cool. Uh, the last days in the desert with Ian McGregor. You, yeah, I'm excited to yeah. watch it. I've seen bits and pieces. It plays. It's definitely not biblical on a lot of things. Uh, I'm. Ex- I'm wondering what the heart of it is. It has, like I was telling you earlier, it has like a. Uh, a scene that I watched a clip of where he's being tempted by Satan and Satan takes the form of himself, of Jesus himself. 
and has a conversation with him and is is talking as if he hmm. were Jesus's internal monologue and just kind of pestering him with those like horribly degrading like oh you're messing up I'm I keep messing up with everything oh that's all that's all you're good for kind of kind of hmm. stuff so I wonder how it's going to end yeah have you seen the young messiah nope I haven't either but it looks really good I want to try really it. yeah it's it's a story about Jesus as a kid interesting so, yeah uh, Mary Magdalene. Have you? Ever is seen that the this? one with Christian Bale? No, this is the one with uh, Joaquin. How do you say his name? Phoenix. Walking. Walking. Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. He. Nope. Yeah. Okay. I haven't either. Yeah. It's got Rooney Mara. There's a playing. lot out there. Yeah. There's a ton out there. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a big yeah. list of things everyone should go check out, and then and mm-hmm. then send us comments about. Let us yeah. know what you think of these different films. Hey, there's an anime Jesus out there. Ooh, and tell it's us about very. What's the name good. of that one? Uh, mm-hmm. it's something in Hindi. Um, okay, just go to the the Jesus it's uh, the Jesus film channel, okay. and it's on there. They have a bunch of different animated ones, but the a- cool. animated ones are really good. Uh, the Miracle Maker, stop nope. motion. Never seen it. I've never that? seen it either. Cool. But it's for free on YouTube. Go check it out. Yeah, most of these are. Uh, let's see, uh, the Lego Passion of the Christ. I will never watch that. Movie. <laughs> it's thirty minutes on YouTube, and nope. I skimmed it, and it is uh, thirty minutes. It's not. Wow. It's, yeah, it's it's it exists. <laughs> we'll just yeah. say that. Uh, so that's that's all I've got on my list. There's a bunch more that uh, I saw and just didn't add because I had no idea what they were and nothing to say about them. So, yeah. Well, that brings us to the end, yeah. episode number three. It's Thanks been for real. sticking around with us. And if you have thoughts about uh, if you're a theologian and we are heretics, please let us know. We yeah. really don't want to be heretics. No. So if we've said something that is totally blasphemous, please let us know and we will correct it in a future episode. Yeah. If you are not, and a convince theologian. us of that. Don't just say that you're being a heretic. Like yeah. actually, take time to break it down for us because if you tell us we're heretics we're going to call you a heretic yeah and go which you are most likely you are if you if you can't tell us why you're a heretic there you go and you should go that's what we're gonna make your own movie we're gonna call all (laughs) of our hate mail people (laughs) heretics yeah there we go so uh yeah so let us know what you think and let us know if you have any other jesus films that you liked and uh we'd love to hear from you so you can and for comments you can comment on uh wherever you get your podcast yes. i'm assuming yeah. but then you could also email me josh leave us a review company yeah. leave us yeah leave us On those five star reviews five stars we have three yeah. at this moment we have we have three five star three reviews. five stars My nothing God. else we have it's just five stars man we are we are the the, the five Golden star rated, rated podcast yeah we're gonna we're gonna beat joe rogan out here in a little bit so thanks mom appreciate it yeah thanks yeah. dad we, we really appreciate your yeah. contributions <laughs> Anyway, well, until next time, keep watching movies. Go watch some movies with Jesus in it and let us know what you think. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.